You're listening to the news and why it matters on demand. Hey, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Glenn, what was the top story for you? Uh, Well, I'm going to kind of build on something I think that Andrew talked about a couple of weeks ago. Remember, he was talking about the the scientist who came out and said, hey, I can make a designer baby in China. China. That was you nailed that impression of Dr. Heath. That was spot on Dr. Heath. Say that. Say that. You're going to say it first, and then I'll say it. Hey, I've designed a a designer baby. I made it. I've designed a designer baby. That's my Glenn impression. I've designed a designer baby. (laughs) You can't tell us apart. It's crazy. (laughs) I am the rich little of radio. Anyway, which nobody knows. (laughs) Um, So uh, there's an update on the scientist, and I think it just will warm your heart. Oh, good. All right. Jason. The CIA briefed the Senate or a select few senators on the Khashoggi thing and whether uh, Mohammed bin Salman was culpable in it. Um, And it's pretty eye-opening, but will it change anything? All right. Andrew. Uh, I know that most viewers like me like to unwind by reading white papers from think tanks. And so I, uh, I am going to defang a, a study that came out from the Center for Immigration Studies uh, earlier this week. Oh, that is fantastic. I just have to pour myself a good glass of milk and then I'm, <laughs> yep. I'm Settling for this one, guys. It sounds like a good tale. All right, before we get into all of that, I want to thank our sponsor, Ridiazone. Um, so it's, again, the holiday time. Okay, I think of this every time we do this, so I'm just going to say it because I was going to say it off the air and I never remember to say it. What? I want to try that. Do you? Yeah, I do. Okay. I want to try it because okay. I am just fat as a house and there's nothing I can do about it. No, I am. I am. Not a big house, not like a mansion, but like, like, an a, like, like an Airstream a condo. trailer. <laughs> like a very svelte, like well-designed a Airstream trailer. Maybe a Winnebago. Okay. Yeah. okay. But not a house house. No, it really does. It, it works. And for those of you who haven't heard, um, it's, the, it's natural. It's the good molecule in olive oil. Uh, the one that helps boost metabolism, make you feel full longer. Um, and, and that's what it is. That's all that it is. And they put it in a capsule and you take it before your meal. And I, I take it. Uh, this is former fat girl speaking. I take it. Uh, I lost all the weight and I still had problems with cravings. So this is, I, I swear by it. This is the real deal. If you are looking to lose weight or you just want to maintain over the holidays, Give this a shot. It's ridiazone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Use promo code TheBlaze and get 30% off of a three-month supply. We did the math for you. It's $1.39 a day. You have that much to invest in your health. You spend more at Starbucks. So go to ridiazone.com. Get your health back. Glenn. So I started the radio show today with uh, a story out of the UK. And... uh, the UK is really starting to become frightening, a little terrifying with the things that you can and cannot do and the, um, the uh, 1984 kind of atmosphere that is now being built in the UK. We've gone from, oh, this is you know, the most security cameras in the world, there's no big deal, or you just you know, watch it. No, it's, it's completely changing now, and it's starting to become a little spooky. We have China, of course, and I'm looking into China, and I remember the story that, um, uh, that Andrew brought last week where he talked about this scientist who came out and said, hey, I've, I've taken this genetic material, was it even an embryo? It was embryos, yes. They're, okay. they're viable embryos that have, that have since come to term and are now uh, uh, babies, allegedly. They've okay. been born. And he said, I, I went in and I edited the gene using CRISPR, and I've, I've come in and I edited the gene, so they're, they're, they're kind of 
more resistant to getting the AIDS virus. And we talked about that, and we wondered or not if that was true. It was actually a really great conversation. It was. It was a really yeah. brilliant conversation. And uh, we wondered if that was true. Well, I'm here to tell you I think it was, Andrew, because after he gave that speech, he disappeared. Uh, and uh, the, the Chinese say, oh, we definitely don't have him in custody. <laughs> now, I don't know, maybe... I mean, maybe, uh, you know, maybe the Saudis put him in a blender. I'm not sure where he is. Uh, but he disappeared in China? Yeah. You can't walk out the front door without being on a CCTV camera. Well, they're looking for him. He spoke at a conference, right? Yeah, he spoke at a conference and he said that he had done this and then he disappeared. Nobody's heard from him since and that then, conference. And he violated, I don't know if it's law, but there was some agreement that China is, is part and privy to that, that forbids um, human enhancement without certain conditions or whatever. And he, he violated without that. Without them saying yes. Uh, yes, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Is I, I do think, um, we, we were talking on the radio show that uh, Glenn graciously invited me on earlier today. And, um, you know, the, there's, the, make mistakes. there's <laughs> the American dream, which is, you know, everybody gets a shot and can, can rise up and all that kind of stuff. The China dream is China is awesome and you need to be on board with that. And, uh, I, you know, I, I think they're probably going to push the envelope on this. I think right now they're, they're uh, you know, don't do that. But uh, 10 years from now, I can see designer babies being very much a part of uh, cool. Seen over there. Seen the movie Gattaca? Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Well, I don't know if that's what you guys talked about this, but I, I could definitely see this being like the next stage in discrimination, like hardcore. You know, like, oh, you haven't been edited with that, you know, this ADHD or whatever out, or you weren't given that little boost and, you know, stamina or whatever. These are the awesome things I plan to do with my kids. I want to give them uh, taste buds all the way down their throat. That way they can taste the food longer. Oh, man, I want that now. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> no, didn't that sound good? That was, that was, that was something I thought, oh, wait a minute, I'll take that in answer. Yeah. You guys are a mess. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, that's not bad. I said you should go all the way to the stomach. Mm. So then you could just keep tasting it. That why would be pretty Why nice. stop there, really? <laughs> well, because it's... Because well, that would be crazy. crazy. <laughs> I don't want to taste it as it's coming out of the other side. So, so tell us why this story matters. Uh, because the world has... Uh, is turning a blind eye to 1984, to Brave New World, to Gattaca, to The Island, to all these movies that we all said, oh, wouldn't that be crazy? Well, yeah, and it's here, and it's happening, and nobody's talking about it. Uh, do you think that some of it has to do with the news coverage that people are watching? Because I feel like they turn on, you know, their regular news network, and yeah, they're no, not is, seeing stuff this like is this. Holy, and, and this is where I will agree with Donald Trump, but not in the way he means it. You know, he says the, you know, the press is the enemy of the people. No, it's not. Um, but the, the press is responsible uh, for a lot of the ignorance that is happening. I mean, news ignorance, yeah. uh, because they're focusing on. I, I just did a I just did a special for the New Year uh, for ABC, and I, I don't know when it runs. I think it runs, you know, before Ryan Seacrest or something. And they they talked about all the deals, you know, that happened in the world this year. And so they're just asking me all these questions and stuff. I spent two hours with them, <clears throat> constant questions. And I bet an hour and 15 were all about Trump. Mm, yeah. and, and, you know, at one point they said, so, you know, what is Donald Trump's responsibility here for? And I said, what's the media's responsibility? Mm -hmm. two takes, it takes two to tango. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that um, the press is going to have a rude awakening. And they already are in, <clears throat> in Europe. They just haven't figured out that it was them. 
And I remember in 2008, 2009, <clears throat> got a lot of heat because I was trying to explain to the press what you're doing. And I said, at some point, and me included, because I'm sitting in this chair, they're going to come through that door and they're going to drag you out in the streets and they're going to beat you within an inch of life. And it won't matter if you were good or bad because the whole media is going to be the enemy of the people. And look where we are. Look where we're headed. They've got to wise up. The 1984 stuff actually does scare me. It always sounds like hyperbole when you when you say that, you make that claim. But, I mean, UK, it really is going in that direction. Um, I heard you talking about that this morning on radio. The, the stuff I remember when they were, remember the, the baby that was that they were going to euthanize yeah. over there, the protests that... Uh, or, I, I missed that. What happened with... He he had some kind of some kind of brain Charlie uh, Guard tra- was it Charlie Guard? No, it was the second one. There's, yeah, there's the second one. I can't remember. But but there were the two babies that happened this in the, in 2017 that um, the doctors said there's no hope. You know, under the socialized medicine deal, there's no hope. We shouldn't spend any money on it, uh, and so let them die. And the parents both had other doctors, other hospitals, fully paid for different countries. Oh, the Vatican helicopter yeah, was, was waiting. spinning up on the helipad, waiting for them to so, deliver. So, so the parents weren't on board with this. No, the, the parents, parents were. The parents wanted to do what they could to try to save the baby's life. That's what life. I mean. They, yeah. they, they were not for euthanasia. Right. Correct. Correct. Okay. And the, but the government of Great Britain said, uh, no, sorry, there's no chance. And they're like, but it's not going to cost you anything. You just take him and put him in the helicopter, and we're going to go with him. We're going to the Vatican. Nope. Well, what do you mean, No. And they did it to prove a point that we have control over yeah. the life and death decisions. We can't make exceptions like this. And it was really terrifying, but more so with the protesters. Yeah, the protest. So the protest. There were protests. There were peaceful protests. They were not violent. But the but the UK police in that area put out this message saying that if you put anything on social media, Facebook, whatever, we will be monitoring it. So if it's anything counter that we deem could be inciting these protests, then we will come and arrest you. Yeah, they, the, the, the United Kingdom doesn't have enshrined freedom of speech laws the way we do. And but even, you know what? I don't think we. I don't think that's going to matter soon. Did you see the story today about Microsoft? How they have agreed to give a backdoor and turn over all technology to the Pentagon. Wow. Anything they do, all technology to the United States government. Excuse me. Wow. Okay, well, that's wow. fine. Yeah. Clear my browser. And, 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 and <laughs> back in a minute. And all, and all big tech companies now, uh, the Google thing with, with how they're bending to the will of the Chinese and helping them censor their own people. Apple CEO Tim Cook just gave that, just gave that speech Terrifying. where he said, he said it's our duty to, to basically de-platform it's a based sin. off our own judgment. It's a sin. It's a sin. And then Tim Cook was just, I think, a few months ago, was just in China. And he was speaking in front of a big forum. And he, he told them, he said, that our vision of how the internet should be is exactly your vision of the, how the internet should be. We are, we are complete agreement. So basically full control, full censorship. How can you say that? That's what they feel. I mean, that, that, they are setting themselves up for it. I'm not, the UK, they can't do anything. Their citizens can't do anything about Has it. Has anybody read Yal Havari's uh, book, uh, 21 Questions for the 21st Century? No. You should read it. it was, it's a New York Times bestseller, you know, number one for a long, long time. Um, uh, Yuval Harari is, is a guy who is very popular with the elite class. So anybody who's anybody has read him. Barack Obama used to, you know, be seen reading his books. And, uh, um, and so he is, he's an important voice 
if you want to understand how uh, the elites are viewing things. And I am telling you, you read that book, it is terrifying. The way he looks at freedom, the way he looks at capitalism and the future, it is truly terrifying. I'm reading it going, wait, 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 what? That's not, no, that's not a good idea. And this is, it's, it's, it's what the elite consumes. This is what the kind of stuff in that book are the kinds of things that you would hear at a cocktail party at, you know, the upper levels of government, the upper, level, upper levels of tech, the upper levels of the ruling class and media in New York. Mm. Uh, Jason, before we get to your Saudi Arabia update, let's go ahead and take a break. We'll be back. Put him on blend or liquid. We're talking about all of these things happening internationally. Um, it's only a matter of time before something happens with the government and we're forced to, I don't know, like get in our cars and go off the grid, maybe find out wherever Glenn's bunker is. Well, that's a little <laughs> disturbing. I think it would be much it's, more it's likely the, to say a snowstorm is coming. opulent <laughs> bunker that I believe Glenn lives in. Correct. Uh, Correct. And uh, Andrew, have you... Gotten your My Patriot supply yet? I have not, but I plan to. Okay. Can I, can I tell you why? Perfect for preppers. In, like in addition to having a prepper, uh, being from Oklahoma, in a state that is routinely ravaged by tornadoes, uh, I, I don't think, th I'm not that worried about things, but when something bad happens, and it will, I want to be able to go help my neighbors. And I think there's a lot of people like me yes. who, um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go to the hills, I'm going to go help out, but I need to be able to take care of myself to do that. And yes. so I, I think that's a responsible thing on a civic level, and I do plan to get some. Can, and, I, can I ask you, ahead. I'm sorry, can I ask you why do people live in like more Oklahoma? <laughs> It's hit yeah. like no, no. Time. God hates more Oklahoma. Oh my gosh! Uh, it's like uh, you know what? That's when a snake crawled out from the tree. Yeah. <laughs> there, well, there, there's a couple of things. Uh, first of all, uh, tornadoes eat trailer homes. That's how that works. They, yeah. they yeah, feed off that. of that. They yeah. breed off of that. Um, I, I think because more, it must be cheaper to live in. I don't know. And it's <laughs> yeah, I would it's imagine. Kind of, it's kind Until of like a, a suburb of South cost. Oklahoma City. Uh, but it's yeah, crazy. but you don't have to be a prepper uh, to know that you need a, at least a couple weeks of emergency food supply just in case. You never know what's going to happen. You can go to preparewithnews.com, get delicious breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Two weeks of it for $75. That's a steal. You're not going to find that anywhere else. Everyone should have a couple weeks. Preparewithnews.com. Get it there. Jason. What's the update? On the so the CIA director uh, briefed the Senate today. It was a small group of the senators, not the entire Senate, but she uh, she she briefed them today and she told them what you know what the culpability was of Mohammed bin Salman, the Crown Prince, uh, if he knew or directed or whatever the uh, the assassination on Khashoggi. And I think this is pretty much one of those no duh things that everyone already knows. You know, the question is if there's like what the what the president tweeted, there was no smoking gun. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like yeah, there was no smoking gun. There was. Probably a whole lot of smoking knives uh, that they were involved. Dirty in blender? Uh, th blender, probably that too. I, yeah. It's it, it's it, the details have not come out, but many senators are saying like we we pretty much already knew this, but now we definitely know this. Uh, I think it was uh, Corker that said that um, uh, that if he was in front of a judge, if he went to court, he would been been convicted within thirty minutes. Like that's how strong the evidence is, and. It, this is it, it's it's awful. Uh, what happened to him is awful, but nothing is going to change from this. And every single senator that's talking about it right now, um, and many of them are even virtue signaling uh, off of this. But I'm not saying what they're saying is wrong. Like this is bad. But every single one of them knows that nothing will change. 
Nothing will change. Without the Saudis, without the other Gulf uh, kingdoms, if you want to push back in Iran, you can't do that without them. And that is like one of their like major geopolitical things that they're doing right now in the area is pushing back Iran. And I happen to kind of agree with that. I, I, I think we do. I, uh, I want to push back on the Iranians. I want to stop them from doing what they're doing. I hate the Saudis. But geopolitics is cold. It's real. It's pragmatic. There is no change going to come from this. Why, why do you prefer the Saudi government over the Iranian government? The Saudi, the Iranian government, in my mind, is just the Saudi government. In my mind, is just more easy to control. So, like the Saudi government's got they're greedy. They're, they're they're very greedy. They also have about ten citizens in their country. Um, but most people don't know this, but like, there is really there's like two or three cities within yeah, Saudi it, Arabia. It looks really big, but it's actually pretty bunch close. of desert. Yeah. Iran is a very more well developed country. Tons more people. T- you know, a, a lot more geographically. You know, uh, it's easier for them to th- to thrive and and to project their power. It's a lot harder on the Saudis. So the Saudis will always do their you know jihadist terrorist games and they'll export terrorism. Uh, as they have been. But Iran has the ability to be a nation state that can actually take over countries one by one. I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I, I'm just kind of like, why don't we sit out and eat popcorn? And just like, like I don't, we, don't, we don't need the oil anymore, right? So like, why are we there? So but we do still need the oil. Like, as it, like this is another thing. But it's fungible. They're still going to export it anyway, right? Uh, the Saudis? Yeah. Um, but okay, so they can't they can't they can't export their oil via waterways if we just let Iran let's say take over Yemen. Like a lot of people say, why is the Yemen war? Why are we involved in that? I hate the Yemen war. I, I hate I hate that we're doing it. But Iran is the reason why this war is happening. Uh, if we let if we just completely step back and we let the uh, Iran take Yemen, they now control both of the largest uh, waterways for oil probably in the world. So the Persian Gulf and the Bob Bob and Bob Endel Strait, I can never say that word, but that's the, that goes up to the Red Sea, that goes up to, you know, to Europe and into the Mediterranean. You hand them two of the largest uh, sea... They cripple uh, everything. They completely cripple. You could, you could almost crash the world economy if they say, okay, fine, we're shutting this pr- uh, port down, we're shutting this port down. Done. I think you also... That's, that's the ramification. I think you also almost cripple the world economy if you piss Saudi Arabia off so much that they say, all right, our sovereign funds are out. Um, you know, the people people don't understand. I have a friend who was was with uh, who's the crazy ass prince that was you know over here offered money to uh, Rudy Giuliani and Giuliani said we don't want your blood money. Remember him? He's one of the Saudi princes. He was was it Bin Talal or? No, nah, I don't remember. But he it, it's the one you would know. He owned part of Fox. And it's Bin Talal. Okay, so. Um, a friend of ours went over and uh, went over to try to beg him for loans to keep our banks afloat in 2008. And uh, he said, I'm, I'm sitting there, and he said, like clockwork, every 10 minutes this man changes his sunglasses. <laughs> and somebody comes up with a silver tray with a new pair, and he said, we're in the middle of talking, and he takes that pair off, puts another pair on, and you just keep talking like nothing's wrong. He said, they're just, they're nuts. <laughs> but they saved us after 2008. You know, they, they, their sovereign funds and their investment, if we piss them off, and that's the thing that worries me, and I think stock market showed that it was a little concerned today too. We don't want to piss off China. You don't want to piss off the Saudi Arabia. I don't want to be in bed with them, but I don't want any enemies either. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm fine with that. I would be, I would be fine with a benign neutrality mm-hmm. with, with Saudi Arabia, but I don't want to be arming them. I don't want to give them any logistical support. 
Um, I don't want to be giving them financial support and, and prosecuting the war in Yemen. Uh, and an overall, what I want to do is just slowly back away from that whole thing. I would love it too. It's just it's easier said than done. And you know, like if we abandon the Gulf kingdoms, uh, let's say the war in Yemen, and again, I hate it. But if we abandon them. You basically, like I said, you hand the country to Iran. They're going to take it. If we, and, and that's, if we slowly, and that's handing it to either Russia or China. And then what happens, and again, if we continue to step back, they take Iraq, which they've pretty much already done anyway, and they're one step closer to Israel. Israel's gone. If, if, we, abandon, if we do not stand up to Iran, Israel's gone. They're toast. Um, doesn't, doesn't Israel kind of have like secret nukes in their arsenal? I mean, isn't that a part of their defense strategy? They're, they're not I, even I secret anymore. So I, I don't think that a nuclear-armed Israel would really be under you know constant threat from Iran in that capacity because mutually assured destruction would still apply, right? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think Israel would shoot nukes if they were facing an invasion. I, I just highly doubt it. I, I don't think anyone will ever use a nuke again, personally. Okay. I, I um, hope not. All right. Back. Back in a minute. Civilized nation. Right. A crazy. Twelver? Yeah. Twelver? Andrew, defang that uh, CIS report, if you will. I have very good news for everybody. Uh, if you looked at the CIS, that's the Center for Immigration Studies report that came out yesterday, the headline was that 63% of all immigrant households are on some form of welfare, which mm -hmm. is a very attention-grabbing headline and implies that immigrants are going to be a, a sucking force on the economy. Um, I read through it, and there were two glaring problems with it that should make you give serious pause to uh, walking away with that particular conclusion. The first one is they only wanted to use households, which is an odd choice. Um, welfare is not given by household in any form. Welfare is given by, by individual um, means-tested things, most of which are not available to immigrants. Um, the, the few things that are available to immigrants are available maybe on a state level where, like, California will have lunches available to kids in school. It's, it's very minimal. Um, but they did it by household and not by individual, and the reason for that is to torture the numbers in order to make it look like immigrants suck up more welfare than Americans do, which is not the case. When you look at actual individual-level welfare recipients, Americans are much more likely to be on welfare than immigrants are. Um, and the way they, they've set that up is um, if, if one person in your household is on some form of welfare, then that is an, uh, a welfare household now. Right? So if I've got eight people in my household, mm -hmm. which I might, then I now have a, a welfare household. As opposed to if we did it on an individual level, in which case this whole thing doesn't really have that much potency to it. The other thing that is worth pointing out is I, I read through the report and I didn't see a single dollar figure anywhere in it. It was only percentages. They would just say like, ah, oh, you know, X amount of, of households are on some kind of welfare. Well, that doesn't tell me anything because if it's like, you know, we're spending $30 on a sack lunch for a family as opposed to the actual, you know, uh, welfare that is going to an American citizen or whatever, those are the numbers that I'm more concerned with. So I, I thought that was kind of a flash in a pan and uh, really did not have any um, empirical force behind it. It was just looking to scare people about immigrants. So don't pay attention to that report. Mm, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I did also see, though, in the report, I want to get your, your thoughts on this, that um, of the immigrants that they surveyed, of, of those immigrants in those welfare households, that I believe it said half of them were illegal? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, it, it could be. I mean, the, the, the thing for me would be that... that, that it, I'm pretty sure that, that's what it, that it was half, which to me is just troubling. Uh, Again, it would depend for me on the amount of money going to him and what the kind of thing was. Um, because I think, like, for illegal immigrants, the, the vast majority of, I mean, to, to get um, any type of benefit in the United States that's, that's federal is very difficult. Uh, even if you're a legal immigrant, there's usually a 10-year moratorium on it. 
Um, there's all sorts of things that you need to have to, to qualify for it. So it's not like that's a magnet for immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things like emergency Medicaid services. If, you're, if you go to an emergency room mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. that would, I assume, be considered a form of welfare under that survey. Um, so I, I, I think most of that stuff um, doesn't really have any impact behind it unless they're actually giving you dollar figures and things like that. It was, it was a pretty... A, a, a pretty um, manicured way of trying to distort data into saying something that we don't actually know. I hate that. I absolutely hate that. Yeah. How can we decide anything in our country if we can't have accurate data? Yeah. Uh, uh, for those of you who are either listening on podcast or watching on cable, don't forget, we are the new Blaze TV. You can go there, start your free trial. Glenn, we have a promo code. Is it Beck yes, Christmas? Yes, Beck Christmas. You save 20 bucks off your subscription, Beck Christmas. We have got some huge names. So, so excited. Uh, check it out, blazetv.com. And we are coming at you in overtime here in a minute. Yeah. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. Jason, the House GOP campaign arm was hacked? Yeah, this is... Okay, so what we know about this is very, very little right now. But it appears like they could. We could be seeing, you know, next time we go towards 2020, towards an election, the exact same thing that happened to the DNC. Um, oh, good. Oh man, I can't. Won't wait that be great? That. Oh. Yes. Well, it'll be uh, even. <laughs> yeah, at least <laughs> one and one. Yeah. Um, but it's so basically this is this is the this is the breakdown. So it's it's yeah, it's the it's the House GOP or I'm sorry, is it the House GOP? Yeah, it's yeah. the House GOP campaign arm. Mm-hmm. And uh, four of their officials, they are confirming that were hacked. They don't know by who, but they're saying it looks like a nation state. So you're thinking Russia, China, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like a nation state. Four, four high-level officials and thousands and thousands of emails and communications between who, who knows. I can't wait to see what's in those. Oh, my gosh. There's going to be some fun things coming out in the 2020. Yeah. Well, the thing is that they said that they said that they, nothing has come out yet. So oh, this, no, why would they? I, right, 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 exactly. This happened during the midterms. They held on to, the, to this during the midterms. They, they found out, I believe, in April that it happened. But they didn't brief anybody in Congress. Nobody in Congress. Paul Ryan, no one heard about this. They claim because they wanted to do like an independent investigation. But they're probably managing fallout, I'm assuming. Or maybe it's a little bit of both. But, um, but yet you can only imagine what's going to come out from this. And you know that they're going to hold this close to their chest mm-hmm. as you're going towards uh, 2020. I think 2020 would probably be the time when we start seeing you know, a large dump. Yeah. But I would not be surprised. October surprise. WikiLeaks, yeah. October surprise, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just before the election, something is going to come out from this. There, and there, there are, I'm sure, several congressmen right now that are like, oh, my God, I forwarded <laughs> this funny email. But uh, in a context, right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so this, this is going to is. Nude pic I sent to my intern come back to haunt me now? <laughs> is it going to be either really bad or really good, depending on how you look at it? <laughs> Not really good. I don't know. I don't know. Look how dedicated they're working at 6.42 a.m. And it's it's, all it is is tips on productivity and constitution quotes. Wow, that's great. That's what it is. Yep, thousands of meals of that. All right, Andrew, tell us about uh, what just happened recently in the Dutch courts. Uh, Emil, as you know, I pay pay careful attention to the Dutch courts. I I think uh, as as goes uh, Netherlander jurisprudence, so goes the rest of of Europe. And uh, in the Netherlands, a, uh, a motivational speaker named Emil Rattelban 
which is a great name, Ramil Rattleband, um, took the, uh, the, the Dutch government to court because he wanted to legally change his age to 49. That's him there. Uh, he's, uh, he's 69 years young uh, and believes that he looks and feels much younger than that and should not be subject to age discrimination. And so he wanted to have it legally put at 49. Um, I, I will say on my end, I suspect that part of this, I, I'm always very suspicious of things like this, where it's like, it might, that might be part of it. It might be that he needs to sell a new album, and he's looking, <laughs> to, get, he's looking to get that face rec- recognition, in which case it worked. I wouldn't have known who Emil Rattleband was otherwise. Um, so we, we've had a couple of discussions previously when we're talking about transgender issues and things mm-hmm. like that, which I'm, I'm generally on the side of the transgender people. If, if you say you're... Well, hold on. Can we just say we're not... Not, not on the them. side of them as in we hate them. No. We just believe in scientific facts. You're, you're perhaps more skeptical than I am in terms of the claims. In terms of the claims that sure. a woman can be a man. Yeah, and, and I'm just and a tad skeptical. I, I, I view, well, I'll say like I kind of view it like, um, you know, I, I think my gay friends have a, a genetic predisposition towards being gay. It would not surprise me if you could have uh, a, a brain configuration mm-hmm. which would uh, be more similar to a different gender than you were born with. That doesn't surprise me. I think that there's, there's room for that scientifically. However, where I, where I draw the line is um, there is no way, there is no way you can be 69 and actually be 49. You can appear to be 49. That's all possible. But, well, but couldn't there be a brain configuration for that as well? Don't think so, no. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think I think the, the court documents and the, and the Dutch what system. What about, it's called, wasn't it like uh, Benjamin Button or something that he <laughs> aged differently? Oh, he, he, you know, he could, have a, he could have a physical age, which would be less than 69. I mean, that, there's, your, your organs go at different rates, right? My, my liver is probably in its 50s. <laughs> the, the, thing, the thing with uh, comparison, Transgenderism with uh, with uh, homo- like homosexuality is that homosexuality is not a it's not a dysphoria. As it's not, it's let me it's not and, and it's not against science. And let me like yes, let me say something anti-science. really quickly. I have a very very good friend who is gay, and she cannot stand that the transgender community has latched onto a lot. The, yeah, yeah, the lesbian and gay community because she's like it is completely different. I'm a woman. Yeah. I'm not going to call myself a man. This is not the same thing at all. Yeah. So, that, that and I think sense. there are there are a lot of people in the gay community who say that you're conflating the two, and they're completely different. I, that's I, not what. That's not how we feel. I agree. I think it's odd to take um, to take all of these different phenomena and lump them together in, in mm-hmm. kind of blatant identity politics. I'm, I'm in agreement yeah. with you there. Um, I, I do think this has been the the whole transgender thing has been a very interesting thing to watch kind of unfold. When I when I went to, when I was at uh, university in Edinburgh a few years ago. Um, I, I said something like fairly innocuous uh, that I thought, and I said something like, like men are more prone towards risk behavior than women are in general. When you look at aggregate statistics, mm-hmm. you know, prison statistics, anything like that. And um, a person o- over there kind of kindly but condescendingly went, you know, there's no difference between male and female brains. They're, they're the exact, so that's a social construct, and that's, I understand that you're from, you know, kind of a yokel part of America, but we now know that uh, male and female brains are the same. There's no difference. Um, and the transgender thing, I think, is very interesting because it's kind of flipped that narrative, mm-hmm. where if you're, if you're going to accept the premise that someone can be transgender and that, that is a scientifically backed um, genetic disposition, you also have to infer from that that there is a difference between a male and female mind in some capacity. And mm-hmm. so there's, there's been this kind of interesting flip going on. But that's what's so funny about some of these like outlandish, like progressive, especially an identity politics type thing, is if you ta- when you take it out to its full extent... Wait, you know, just just play it all the way out. 
the more like you start, how many dysphorias can we think of? Right. The more ridiculous this ends up being. Like, but it's just so this, this guy's kind of actually genius. You know, he's like, if there can be a there can be a gender dysphoria, there can be age dysphoria. Yeah. I can easily identify as however old I want. I can get a ton of people that would want. There's probably a lot of people down at the retirement home that want to join in on with me. Yeah. You know, I mean, go to the nightclub later. To prove a point. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I think it was probably a publicity stunt more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he did say that you know age discrimination is a real deal and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I. I uh, but but again, this this one is where you know myself and the Dutch court are in syncopation on this issue. Of <laughs> this is not really up for debate. You, and you could say like you, you can do tests and things to say your your body is in the physical condition of someone twenty years younger. That's fine. But just saying you were born X year and you have amassed. X amount of years along the time-space continuum in which we inhabit, that's not up for debate. So is there, like, an infinite number of genders that you would be fine with? Or is there, I mean, because well, there's, what, like, 16, 63 now? Oh, there's, okay. there's way more now. Are there more now? Yeah. I'll tell you so where I'm coming from. Which do we say this is too far? Where I'm coming from, which I think is actually a very middle American, mm-hmm. uh, I dare say conservative position, is that I don't have a, I, I don't have a scientific knowledge of all this stuff. Um, what I'm happy to do, though, is out of just kind of a basic politeness, mm-hmm. I'm happy to, um, to the best of my ability, to, to address people as they want to be addressed. So if, if someone says, I know I kind of look like a guy, I identify as a woman, I would like you to call me a woman, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Why wouldn't I? Now, conversely, if someone says, I am the Pope, I'm like, well, I'm sorry, that's the, that, that goes beyond the pale. But, but in general, I just kind of see it as an extension of etiquette. I can agree with that. There, yeah. there's, one, there's, one, there's one case of, you know, Saying okay, I'm a man of science. I obviously don't believe about you know I don't believe in this, but I'm not going to be a douche about it. Right. Like I actually would feel sorry for someone that, that thought about that, and I'm not going to make their pain any worse. You know, but I'm definitely not going to encourage it. You know what I mean? I'm not, and I definitely don't encourage a movement that says the government needs to start mandating all these laws for a tiny you know small amount of people that I believe have a mental health problem. Yeah. What about when it comes to children, Andrew? Uh, I would be very opposed to doing something involving like hormone treatment or something mm-hmm. like that. I, I think it's one thing to say um, you, you might well um, have a, a, a male mind and a female body or some combination thereof. And, and there is interesting science there because there are people that are hermaphroditic. There are, there are situations, right? Um, but, very rare. Very rare. Yes. Um, but if we're going to get to the point where it's, you know, uh, I've got a, a seven-year-old child uh, who I believe is a boy but identifies as a woman or a girl, and we're going to give them hormone treatment, I, uh, that seems very dangerous to me because you're doing potentially irreversible harm and changes mm-hmm. to the body. Did you see that, the court case? We talked about it Friday. You weren't here. I think I read about here that. in Texas. Was, was this the, the one where, where the, the, the mother and the father disagreed? Yes, yeah. yes. so uh, they were divorced, and... The mother said, well, when he's with me, he wants to wear dresses, and I, he's called Luna, and I enrolled him as a female in school, and the dad said, he refuses to put on the dresses whenever he's with me, and he doesn't want to wear them, and his name is James, and he identifies as James, and now the dad is forbidden to talk about uh, anything religious or anything <laughs> sexual, bi- biological, scientific, anything like that with, with the son, court-ordered not to talk about science with his son. So it's very scary to me. So ridiculous. A six-year-old. A six-year-old has a very active imagination, wants to please both parents, mm-hmm. identifies probably more as the predator, you know, on some days. Spider-Man. Dep- Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That doesn't My mean... My son is often Spider-Man. Right. That doesn't mean that, you know, we have to mandate that you say, yes, you do have these powers. I mean, right. come on. That's right. a six-year-old. It's, it's just, it's, it's, that's stupid. They haven't, they have I don't know. When, when would you actually... If you have this type of dysphoria, when would you actually take notice? Definitely not at six years old. Yeah, I would be, I mean, I don't have kids, right? But I know that parents love it when I lecture them on how to raise children. 
And, uh, uh, I, no, we don't, actually. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I'm with you. I, I would think that, that that knowledge would probably come into relief when, when you hit puberty or something yes. like that. Is yeah, there's thought. no way. There's actually uh, two children at my son's school, elementary school. So this is like kindergarten. I believe one of them is in, who it's a boy and his mom puts your, him in dresses. Really? really? In Texas. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so far, no questions have been asked, but I'm just always, like, I try to prepare ahead of time for if my son happens to say, you know, so why is that little boy wearing a dress or, you know, whatever, because, you know, you don't want to make your child feel like there's something wrong with this individual, but I also don't, I want to be honest Mm. to a certain degree that, you know, a young child can handle so it's just... No, it, it, I think it's, it's a really hard. interesting debate because you, you brought up a good point. I, I, I'm more inclined to go with, with the, the, the transgender explanation as they put forth. However, um, if you think that it's not, then it becomes an issue of am I abetting someone's mental disability, uh, which, which you know, is, is coming from... I think the key thing is that regardless of where you're coming from, and anybody in that situation is deserving of empathy and compassion. Always be kind. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. That's always be kind no matter what. Yep. Uh, all right, today's poll... Oh. I'm really sorry, everyone. Michael Avenatti, he's out for 2020. He's not running. (laughs) Oh, did he drop out? He did. Are you surprised, (laughs) is the poll question, by Michael Avenatti's announcement that he will not run in 2020. (laughs) I know a lot of you out there are crying. I'm very, very sorry. Get yourself a glass of wine. You'll be fine. That's what I do. We're down to 35 other Democrats. Yes. Yes. Planning on running for president. Yes. I can't wait for the debate stage. It's going to be so fun. Did you hear what Joe Biden said? No. He, he made some comments that was just like, I'm, I would be the, the best president. You know, of course he's thinking in, about running. Yeah. Like he, like he named but I mean, the comment was very called. much like, yeah, I'd oh. be the best one that they have. Oh, he would run it. away with the nomination. Okay, run okay, away. So picture this. What if it was Biden and then like Beto as VP? I think they go with I think they go to Biden. I, I think oh, with no as way. a VP. Yes, running mate. I don't think he'd do that. I, I, I don't think the don't Democrats think? would pick two two white guys. I think it would be. See, it, that's what I wondered. But they're always very hypocritical. So I thought they'll they'll think oh, that's the only way we I, win. I, I think like I think you could. I think Biden Warren would have been a winning ticket. Uh, and I think Biden, there was a, a kind of like an odd meeting they did where Biden went to the Capitol and then and like they kind of like, yeah, we had a meeting. We just talked about grandkids. Just, I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> Not the Capitol. Like, like clearly Biden was like, I will make you my VP. You have to throw Hillary under the bus. And she didn't do it. Um, I think that would be I, I could I could see it being like uh, Biden Klobuchar or uh, or, or Biden uh, Kamala Harris, something like that. I could see that having a lot of potency to it. You know, I say he would run away with it, but I don't know. Bernie is still a wild card. I think he's still considered the most popular politician in the United States. He's, he's got the most. I just, name recognition right now like he but it's it's like a if you look at the betting odds he's got like a 10 percent chance which is still higher than any other individual democrat so he does have the lead but i i i think i think the likelihood that's going to happen although i, I will point well, out well didn't we say the same thing about trump yes and i it, 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 <laughs> so. if, if, if 2020 is trump versus versus bernie sanders that is the sophie's choice for me of elections but trump versus biden will be so fun yeah i mean it'll be that'll be a fun oh my god it'll be a really fun debate <laughs> The world is burning down. I mean, if you just think the whole entire universe is a joke. But as a yeah. comedian, like, I mean, I, I get set for the next 20 years of content. I think we live in a sitcom. Like, I, so, I, like, my, my prognostications are basically just what would be the most interesting plot twist, which is why Avenatti dropping out throws me off. I kind of thought, well, clearly, maybe Stormy Daniels would be the one who runs. I don't know. Okay. 
Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, yesterday's poll, in light of recent reports that Google discussed burying conservative media outlets after the 2016 election, are you worried about conservative censor- censorship online? 84% of you said very. All right, well, I've got news for you, 84%. Remember, the uh, Blaze TV, it is Blaze TV. <laughs> we are building and building and building, and the more you have, the less likely that they are able to deplatform us. So we've got uh, Mark Levin, we've got Steven Crowder, we've got Glenn, we've got uh, the lovely folks at CRTV, Graham Allen, Ben Ferguson. We have got a huge, huge lineup for you guys. If you're concerned about uh, this conservative censorship, remember blazetv.com and use promo code BETCHRISTMAS. You get $20 off. That is it for us. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Good chat today. I like Sir. that. Oh, it was good. We covered a lot of ground. Yep. And we still love each other. We still love each other. Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.